Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. All right, let's see. We've got so much to cover. I just got back from the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. I'm in my home studio now. That's fantastic news. It's great to be back. It was great to be on the road. Wow, a lot going on. The National Association of Broadcasters Convention was quite good. I was really, really, really shocked, though. I thought they would have a whole lot more uh, with regards to companies and their ability to deal with social media, uh, etc. Really, social media for the mainstream media is kind of an afterthought. Now you say, wait a minute, Sam, what are you talking about? They all have accounts, and I know. But you would think they would provide a lot of tools to help broadcasters interface with the mainstream press, and they really didn't. Uh, I found that shocking. Now, some of the podcast server technologies and podcast distribution platforms and stuff like that did have, or do have, I should say, some social media components, but it was a lot less than I expected, really. I was kind of amazed. I was kind of shocked and surprised. Uh, that there wasn't a whole lot more to that. Um, anyway, that shocked me. Uh, there was a little bit of new technology, but not too much. A lot of technology, more and more and more and more is video. When I used to go to the radio conventions, it was like there was a whole radio section, uh, and then there was a, um, a video kind of a, let me say it differently. I, I, I step back a second because I want to explain it right. For the most part, the National Association of Broadcasters show in Vegas is a video show. And it's always been that way. But there's always been a really large radio section, nevertheless. Uh, and um, in the past, they've even had a whole section for startups. For, like, brand new companies with brand new ideas that just weren't big enough to really justify a full booth or whatever. But they wanted to. So they had kind of a startup area. And you could kind of walk through and see some of the new innovations and ideas and things people had. It was pretty neat. Uh, number one, I didn't see the startup group there at all, really, at this time. Now, maybe it was there. Uh, I asked somebody about it, and they said it was there, but then I couldn't find it when I looked. That was interesting. It was also interesting that the whole radio section, pretty much, as far as I can tell, is gone. I mean, there's a lot of companies that relate to radio only, but most of them had uh, video component components to them now. Uh, so radio, uh, in and of itself, uh, is going away. And on the way to the, on the way to one of these shows, uh, NAB-wise, I, I talked to a guy that ran an, uh, a lift, and he was basically saying, look, radio's dead. Can you save it for me? I love radio, but radio uh, seems to be dead. Now, I don't agree with him at all that radio's dead, but, but I understand the point, and he's at least right when it comes to the NAB. There wasn't a whole radio section anymore. 
uh, the radio companies were all just mixed in with the video companies and the TV companies, and everybody had a video aspect to what they were doing. It was kind of fascinating. Makes me wonder if we ought to get with the times and do a lot more TV stuff. But, man, TV stuff's really expensive. Uh, TV stuff requires a whole different standard, a whole different level of production and capabilities. And, you know, when you do radio, you can just uh, jump on the on the microphone in average clothes. You don't have to have your hair all squirt away or your whatever. Uh, on video, you got to. You got to have that done, right? So there's a lot more to it, but, it, man, it's, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. So I found that fascinating. Uh, I, I found that the companies that were there were big dollar companies. When you go to video, you're talking big dollars. And many, many, many of the companies that I saw, their whole gig was ingesting video. I don't know if you know what that means. But to ingest videos, to take a source, to import it or encode it into your system, and then do something with it, right? To do something with the video, and then spit something else out of the other end with all your magic added, if you will. Uh, and I, I'm telling you, company after company after company, I, I went up to them and I read their uh, you know, little description. And I'm like, hey, can you explain to me what you do? And they would all say, you know what? We ingest a video. We ingest video. We ingest video. Um, so that means they import it. They ingest it into their system. And then they do stuff to it. Some related to marketing. Some related to uh, algorithms that ran through AI, if you will, artificial intelligence that ran through all your audio or video. And it would create a series, a whole database of tags that were usable. Start markers, end markers, uh, and searchable things. So pictures or photos would be described in ways that you could search for them. You know, a cat runs across the street in your video. You could literally say cat, and it would find the instances of the cat running across the street kind of stuff. Very neat technology, but very, very expensive technology. Um, you know, I talked to them and they're like, hey, a lot of our clients are 50, 60 grand a month. Those are the big clients. Some of our small clients are six to $9,000 a month. And I'm kind of thinking, wow, even for a small client, that's really, really expensive stuff, isn't it? Um, they would do all kinds of things according to advertising, according to tagging up video. Uh, they would convert video from one format to another. It's called transcoding. Uh, they would make video available in a ton of different formats. They would make video available on different players and accessed different ways and they would provide analytics on the video and the, uh, they would grab video from the internet there was one company that literally said hey you put any url in from the internet and we'll get the video for you and yeah we're so good at it if you find one that we can't do send it to us we'll figure out how to do it and add it to our list so that we can do it for you next time and i mean it was amazing stuff there's a lot of neat things uh, there's a lot of very expensive hardware out there that's pretty neat uh, there's a lot of new um well, let me say it differently. There's a lot of companies that are providing new services and capabilities. Sure Microphones is a great example. They were always into the broadcast microphones. But now they've got a little small $99 bubble mic kind of a thing that sits on your desk, and it it's designed to help your webinars be better or your uh, web meetings be better on Zoom or something else. Um, very cool stuff. They're making a lot of their mics more flexible. They had a portable mic that goes on a cell phone they had a, a you know just a bunch of unique um, technologies there uh, but overall I found the NAB um, I don't know how you say it full of big business it's not meant for the small guy it's not meant for the faint of heart it's big radio big 
TV, big money stuff. Uh, anyway, that's a summary on the National Association of Broadcasters convention event. I already reported on their uh, hostile uh, attitude towards those who are not vaccinated, etc., forcing us to go get tests and everything else. All right, a quick recap of yesterday's show. We were live and we asked, is the FDA actually destroying and interested in harming the health of Americans? Sadly, the answer is yes. The FDA renews, quote, horse smear as ivermectin trends on new Twitter. Agency tweets, quote, hold your horses. Well, (laughs) our buddy fires back and says, not so fast. Hold your horses, folks. Um, Hold your horses, y'all. Drug successfully treating COVID uh, is not approved, right? Well, Dr. Pierre Corey fired back. He's the guy that testified to the Senate due to the effectiveness of COVID-19 being treated with ivermectin, right? He fired back and he said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, you're Big Pharma's A, right? (laughs) He tweeted, the FDA, he wrote, was messaging BS by citing one corrupt study while ignoring 82 trials, including 33 randomized controlled trials with 129,000 participants in 27 countries the show massive benefits ivermectin he says stop lying man people are dying amen to that we also talked about social media platforms stifled competition and conversations while california pushed potentially case precedenting legislation that would literally take a doctor's license for not peddling the official line on covid Elon Musk buys Twitter. Will he reveal the black box technology and the algorithms behind it? Ben Swan with Sovereign Media asks that brilliant question. Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on the ball. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. On hour two, we talked about Tom Jones, why he's running the Village to Village Run. 76 marathons in 76 days. UnitedWePledge.org to keep an eye on Tom's run. We also talked about balanceofnature.com CEO Lex Howard, and he's funding this great educational opportunity for children, trying to uh, really get people interested in patriotism again. The genius of the founding fathers, the blessings of God Almighty, the miracles in our founding, in our continued great nation. All right, we also talked about uh, John Durham. Issues trial subpoenas to members of the Clinton campaign and the DNC, the epictimes.com, the uh, campaign's lawyers say, hey, you know what? We've got a client attorney privilege going on. You can't touch us. And John Durham and crew are saying, no, that doesn't fly. We also talked about the fact that it's beyond dirty tricks. Firm Hillary hired and created bogus media reports on these Trump emails. Yeah. That's a recap of yesterday's show. News the network's refused to use starts now in seconds on your radio. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness 
and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Honest Money's in the house. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. Welcome back, my brother. Hey, thank you much, Sam. Good to be with you. Glad you're safely back from your uh, convention. Wow, it was crazy, sir. It was really good, but it was crazy. All right, <laughs> let's talk honest money, man. Where's gold sitting, sir? Uh, gold's down about fifty-seven dollars, eighteen ninety-two thirty. Eighteen ninety-two thirty. Wow, that's kind of surprising, isn't it? Well, it, it, it is surprising. <clears throat> Those that have been kind of in it a lot, you know, a long time. Basically, you look at this as – I always look at this kind of as a weeding, you know, trying to force people out. I mean, uh, you know, your your paper market does that, trying to get people to drop out simply because, oh, it dropped. I got to get out now. Got to, You know, so they kind of force that out. Plus, I mean, even trying and to then, – And then hold on. When they force that out by doing that, then what happens is it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it, Brian? Right. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're right on. And, and so also in the fact of, okay, well, if people, what they called on these options and so on, all of a sudden called in those options, I want delivery. I mean, there's, there's no way they were get, would be able to deliver uh, the amount of contracts that would be drawn. So, yeah. Well, and if they force people out too, even when people start to demand contracts, if you force people out, a lot of people really by getting out, give up their need to have delivery anyway. Right. Right. That's exactly right. Yep. All right. We're silver looking. Uh, silver's down, uh, 23.20. So it's down about a dollar 70 or so. Yep. Over the last week. And that's a lot more than would be expected as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. We're seeing these kind of pushes and it, they, they tend to do this. You know, it's interesting that, that these big paper market players and, 
and that uh, and they make uh, you know billions of dollars or you know hundreds of millions of dollars or find hundreds of millions of dollars each year and they they make their profits but you know it, it's amazing to me well why are they buying physical that's interesting why would you buy physical you're making so much money in this paper market why are you buying physical okay well what's the, their answer well you know we're just hedging we're just trying to I don't know you know you just don't ever get a an answer really well it's pretty Brian. <clears throat> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it pretty when you hold good. it and feel it and touch it. You get kind of in awe, don't you? That's right. I guess they, well, the paper, if they use different color paper, they could, you know, maybe it'd, it'd be a pretty color, maybe. But yeah. For me, <laughs> gold and silver is just pretty. It just doesn't have that same feel, no matter how pretty the paper. When you feel that dude and it's a little bit heavy in your hand and everything, you just go, yeah, buddy. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, where's rhodium looking? Uh, rhodium's down about 900. It's 18,800. Ooh, Kurt's taking a beating. 900 yeah, an ounce. If you got a lot Kurt. of ounces, that's a lot of money. Yeah, our honey man is, that's right. He's got to rest up on the honey. <laughs> well, if you got enough honey, uh, even if you take a little hit on the rhodium, you're okay if you got a lot of honey. Right, liquid gold. Honey's like liquid gold, man. <laughs> All right, Kelly Finnegan, well-known chemist, senior chemist. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you very much. Hey, we are talking about gold and silver being down a chunk. We believe the paper plays are manipulating the market, and then self-fulfilling prophecy kind of takes over uh, with that. It also prevents them having to make delivery on so much if they were to be called to do so as well uh, any quick thoughts on that kelly well with the, the paper stuff i mean the price the premium you see is the, the the price of the physical so there is a difference now but you know for i think it's for every ounce of physical silver there's 300 contracts or, or 300 ounces that there's contracts for so those contracts can't be filled and and one day it's going to happen people are going to want delivery and they're not going to be able to get it musical chairs you know and so it's like as they say if you don't have it in your hand you don't own it and and gold right. i think is one to a hundred so you know and i like to say i always price things in gasoline so yeah i don't i don't worry about what the dollar does because they can print more of those right uh, I kind of find this interesting, though, when we talk about the musical chairs scenario and that they don't have enough to cover the deliveries and everything else. In any other industry, that would be criminal. Kelly, then Brian. Oh, if I if I was making copies of uh, of must, Ford Mustangs and selling those for forty thousand dollars each, and saying, "Hey, here you got a Mustang," uh, yeah, I'd go to jail. Yeah, you bought a yeah, Mustang. Good. It's a, it's an old style muscle car that's been restored. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, you know, keep it for an investment. We'll hold on to it for you, Brian. Yeah, I got a picture in a in Motor <laughs> Magazine for you. That's right. Uh, I like it. <laughs> Man, we could do pretty well, wanna, couldn't we? I want to take yeah. delivery of mine. I, I'd like to sit in it. Wait a minute. Down the road. Come on. You can't do that. Now, listen, everybody, everybody can own a muscle car. It's like buying one of those stars and putting your name on it, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
When we were kids, I remember when we had the, the little concrete thing is you pour a little piece of concrete in your property and everyone puts their hand for it. Yeah, we we want to, we want to, <laughs> that's what I want, the, the, the Star of Fame or the Hall of, yeah, one of those. Yeah, Brian wants to hear the rumble, Kelly. He, he doesn't want none right. of that uh, Motor Magazine. Yeah. Well, you can go down to the dealership <laughs> and fill that, you know, it's just like gold. If you want to see the gold, but it looks like, you know, go down to a place like Russ and look at it. But we've got it, in, you know, on this piece of paper here, and it's much easier to trade. You know, you don't have to pay to store it. And it's great. <laughs> and not only that, it's housed in an awesome place where there's just Uber insurance and everything. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's like super insured this way, too, Brian. Right. The car's safe and sound. So safe you'll yeah, never just, see it, buddy. <laughs> I have a picture of it, though. It's nice. Yes, it is. I you can tell everybody you're up. a proud it's owner. That's right. <laughs> but but I find uh, it so interesting. That's what they really do, and everybody's okay with this, though. Very few uh, real money people or investors or whatever you want to call it, uh, experts in the field of investing or money or whatever you want to say, ec- economics or whatever. None of those people, amazingly enough, most of them have big old high fluting degrees too. And none of those people really call a halt to the con game. They never really point out the reality checks like we're doing, Brian. They don't. And I don't understand that because it seems like they're supposed to be like high level collegiate geniuses, aren't they? Well, as long as, as long as there's money pouring in, you know, everybody seeing, you know, they seems to be happy and they can kind of, continue to play this game i think you know you look back and you know what it was a number of decades ago basically people when the when the the crash these these crashes happen and caught so many people off guard and they you know i mean i I mean people were jumping out of hotel rooms they could they 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 couldn't figure things out and what happened and black friday and all the other things uh you know they that, that kind of went on, and boy, that that seemed to boy affect a lot of people. Kelly, uh, I, I was just going to say, a lot of it is they want people to think they're smarter than you, so you just can't understand it. <laughs> you know, just like NFTs and cryptocurrencies, you know, they're they're smart enough to understand it. You, you don't understand this, and uh, it's way beyond what you could even comprehend. So they're trying to keep that going. It is. It is exactly like the emperor's new clothes yeah how dare you question their uh what do you want to call it collaborative intelligence (laughs) that's right yeah you'd you'd go out on a limb if you did that yeah just get in line with everybody else you're gonna be all right all right. Wow. I find that very, very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what about the relationship between gold and silver a little bit? Has that changed with these changes in numbers, Brian? Uh, we're about 81 to 1 ratio. So it's it's there. It's on the lower side from what we've seen recently, but it's still way out of the stratosphere, right? Yeah, it was dropping down. We got into the 70s uh, here a bit ago, and, yeah, we've been over 100, so, yeah. Uh, any response on that, Kelly? Well, and, and I know people that actually play that, you know, like when it went to 100 to 1, um, what was that, about two years ago? Yeah, it's like, hey, I can trade in an ounce of gold and get 100 ounces of silver. And and then it drops down to 50, and it's like, oh, 
I can trade in 50 ounces of silver and get an ounce of gold, and they just go back and forth that way. And, you know, you start building up a pile watching that. Now, there used to be there used to be kind of a standard with that. In other words, there was an idea that said, hey, let's kind of lock the ratio, creating a broader currency stability. When we get back, we'll talk about that. Also, as you know, uh, government, the Democrats, and Joe Biden and everybody else are putting together a... Um, well, they want to get rid of cash, and we're going to talk about the privacy implications of that uh, with Kelly Finnegan and Brian Russ. RussCrenningGift.com, your honest report, honest money report continues with Dr. Honest Money in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Senate is in session today and there will be testifying before the appropriations subcommittees. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf will be there about 10 o'clock Eastern. And Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg will be there about 10.30 in the morning Eastern. Russia and the United States have carried out an unexpected prisoner exchange on Wednesday. Marine veteran Trevor Reed was exchanged for a Russian drug trafficker serving a long prison sentence in America. Trevor Reed's parents, Paula and Joey, on CBS News. He's doing better. We spoke to him uh, early this morning right after he got on the plane, um, and he sounded a little uh, subdued, kind of like he was maybe in shock. And uh, But then we spoke to him, I guess, about an hour ago and uh, sounded much better. They had some, got some fluids and, and food into him. Trevor was sentenced for nine years for allegedly grabbing a police officer's arm during a DUI arrest. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. Looks like some people were working both sides of the fence leading to America's opioid crisis. The top executives for the consulting firm McKinsey & Company face the House Oversight Committee's questions about the part the company played in America's opioid crisis. This follows a committee report which found some consultants work for health regulators even while they advised opioid drug makers on how to boost sales of their prescription painkillers. Ranking Republican member from Kentucky James Comer says the Biden administration should be held accountable for illegal drugs coming across the border. Democrats aren't interested in fact-finding. They want the public to believe the opioid crisis is still driven by overprescribing. It is not. It is driven by the thousands of pounds of fentanyl and other illicit opioids pouring across our southern border every single day because of President Biden's open border policy. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. 
I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com, Kelly Finnegan in the house. We're talking about money, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about honesty. We're talking about integrity. And, man, if you can't be honest about money, what can you be honest about? May I ask that question? <laughs> I look at this and I go, wow. Uh, you know, all the mainstream uh, economists and financial wizards and experts and None of them call a halt to the con game on the Federal Reserve note fiat system. But you know what? It's fractionalized banking, but now we have fractionalized. Well, how do they do that? They got a special privilege for money, Brian, to fractionalize. Uh, otherwise, they couldn't you know, have a con game and, and, and literally use our money against us. Uh, we wouldn't have inflation and belligerent debt out of control and everything else if we didn't have this uh, fiat fractionalized money system. Uh, but then they tried to claim gold and silver that used to be the constitutional currency of America, mandated by the supreme law of the land. And then they basically said, hey, gold and silver is not money. And they said, furthermore, though, even though it's not money, we can fractionalize paper on that and any other commodity we want to. So fractionalized banking went fractionalized, what, investing everywhere for everything? How does that all work and how do they get away with this, Brian? Well, I mean, it, it works in the sense of the, that's like you say, the con game basically is to take away the physical uh, and, and suppress the people and so on. I mean, so, uh, I mean, basically, what was it? The rule, ye, ye who owned the gold made the rules kind of thing. I mean, these, these uh, leaders of countries, kings and, and whatever, they would tax the people and so on. But most of the, the people didn't have, you know, the money. They had the widow's mites per se and, and that, uh, but yet they would tax them and so on. The gold was hoarded by the you know the rulers but but as they as we could see that that gold and silver and so on was tradable i mean they could you know it was it had value and they you know and and in trading value it's a world commodity and so in that sense you know the con game was to, to take away you know we used to what print uh silver coinage and and uh, t- you know gold you know twenty dollar gold pieces ten dollar and, and other things as a as as a valued piece that could be traded and so on. Maybe they set the price at a certain point, you know, 35 to one or whatever it was, you know, that they established over the various periods of times, but eventually, you know, the, 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 the leadership wanted to take that because that, that their wealth, they wanted to have in that. And they would just give you a, perhaps a, a, a note. Here's, here's a note that's redeemable. And then they eventually took that out. You can't redeem it anymore for metal. Now it's just a useless piece of paper, but and and then they, you know they could print as much as they want. And so, and the more they print, the the less value it has to purchase, as we can tell at the pump, the gas pump, and food and anything else. And uh, but that twenty dollar gold piece still has value. I've got some of those. Yeah, it is literally insanity, Kelly. Well, and the reason it works is because we let it work. We've accepted that. Um, when, when my dad was in uh, in the Korean War, when he was in basic training back east at Fort Dix, they had never seen a silver dollar. So he used to send his check home and have my grandmother buy silver dollars for it and send them back, and he was selling them for $2 each. And these guys back <laughs> east had never seen a silver dollar. And back here, that's all they had. Nobody trusted paper. And now it's, 
completely the other way around. Uh, very few people actually know what an ounce of silver or an ounce of gold is worth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just think this con game needs to be exposed and we're just the people to do it. And they can try to uh, manipulate us by having us believe we can't take on the rich and famous or take on the, quote, uh, educrats or the professional, you know, financiers or the economists or whatever else. And they can mock us and say, well, Sam, you don't have a degree or you whatever. I just challenge these people with their fractionalized manipulations. Hey, you answer me an honest question. Can you deliver all the gold and silver paper derivatives? Can you deliver hard physical assets for those? And if you can't, then do you have any business trading them as if they have actual value when factually they don't? In the real world, that's called fraud. Okay? That would never work. They'd come and haul you off so fast in yesteryear it wouldn't be funny uh, for this. But now, even though they're the ones that created the cash, now they want to get rid of the very cash they created. They want to move you to a digital world with zeros and ones where they can commit even greater magical fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the headline says, Landmark Digital Money Legislation to Wipe Out Cash. This is a blatant attempt to control every issue of your life, including your money. New cash law will be disaster for savers. Uh, do you want to respond to that first, Kelly? Well, and, and they can control that and make you spend your money by just saying, hey, if you don't use your, your money, I, I, it's, it's currency, it's not money. But if you don't spend your, your currency that you have in your account uh, by in six months, then we're going to deduct 10% off of that. So they're going to create, they're going to force the economy to be stimulated. And, and if they don't like where you're spending your cash, they can just shut that down. You know, hey, you, you're not a very good boy, so you don't get to travel outside of the state, or you can only buy 10 gallons of gas a week. So, yeah, the young kids yeah, think this is great. because you know there's an oil shortage, don't you, Kelly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now they told us in the 70s. Now they're not saying that. They're just saying Joe did it. Joe did the inflation. They're not telling you that well, there's no it, gas. Now Putin did it. You know, even though only 1.4% of our fuel comes from Russia, you know, this giant increase is because of of him. <laughs> I find it fascinating, yeah. Brian. Literally in the 70s, they were telling us we were out of gas. It's 50 years later, sir. And now they're going, well, there's plenty of gas. It's just that it costs a lot of money because of, because of the Russians, you know, the, the Russians have been the boogeyman forever, haven't they? Right. Is 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 Biden actually a Russian name? Maybe that maybe that's a a Russian name. Uh, you know, possibly. I, I don't know, but well, we can blame it on Vladimir did. Biden if we want to. <laughs> that's right. And I hate to admit it, but Joe's mom was a Finnegan. Oh, is that Ouch. right? Or Kelly. Yeah. Kelly. Ouch. Dean okay, Finnegan. Genealogy. Yeah. Oh, no. Wow. I oh, know. No. Okay, well. Well, every, everyone's got some relatives that are kind of like, hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right, so landmark digital money legislation backed by Biden to wipe out cash, ladies and gentlemen. This is a blatant 
attempt to control every issue of your life, including your money. The new cash law will be disaster for savers. Uh, do you want to respond to the saving aspect of this, Brian? Well, just like Kelly said, I mean, yeah, we, you know, as far as savers, I mean, they, there's a digital. You can't. How do you say it? They're looking right at all, all of it that's, that's right there in front of a of you and and so on. And they have manipulated. They push a button, and one minute it's, your funds are locked. You don't have any funds. Uh, call this number. Then you go to that number just to see. Well, what happened to my funds? And well, it's a recording, and just wait on this line for two hours, and then we'll get you. Anyway, that's just jokingly going ahead. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it, at one point we were not even talking about digital currency. Our, our oh yeah, we're not. There's no this Bitcoin, this digital stuff's not going to happen. And and yet, then other countries started to say, well, hey, we're going to adopt that, and so on. Well, and then the U.S. Oh yeah, we're going to get involved. We gotta we gotta have our hand on on it. And so, yeah, it's just a you know, a, just another another way to to suppress us and hold us account, you know, they say accountable, but we can't, we're not smart enough. Like Kelly had said, I guess is the bottom line to even take care of our money. So why, why should we have it? And if we're going to have it, there should be someone controlling it. Maybe perhaps uh, Vladimir Biden or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, they say uh, nowadays with money, uh, the new kind of plan from the world organizations is kind of this you will have nothing in other words no ownership but don't worry you'll be happy yeah don't worry you'll be happy well and it's funny like how many how many young people i meet and i'll ask them if they knew that gold was illegal to own at one time in the united states and they think no that's not true yeah it was illegal to own gold in the united states but uh yeah i mean There'll be a few that own everything, and of course they won't be happy, but everybody else will because you don't have to worry about ownership. You know, it made all the people in, in the Soviet Union so happy to not own anything. All those pictures of all those smiling Russians—I remember seeing them, you know, back in the '60s and '70s—owned nothing, but they obviously must have been happy. But it must have been way down deep inside. Yeah, way. Well. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it uh weren't, weren't they handed a bottle of vodka russia vodka and then just uh, <laughs> yeah. hey i'm not into the alcohol of hall don't worry about it i'm happy i'm yeah, don't worry. super happy <laughs> ladies and gentlemen hang tight brian rust kelly finnegan we're talking about the honest money report rust on your radio Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Have you ever had great honey? 
No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. I want to finish on this topic. New cash law will be disasters for savers. You put cash on your mattress and they outlaw it. Pretty soon you have nothing. You got to get and spend in the economy or you're nobody, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And this is kind of an interesting twist. The uh, World Economic Forum 2030 says you will have nothing and you will be happy. Kelly, you didn't get a chance to chime in on this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I said something. Well, did you say Kelly or Brian? Yeah, I just wanted you to be able to finish, Kelly. We kind of cut you off on the break is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, it, it's amazing that they say this. And, of course, you know, Davos, they're so smart, even though you've got to spend like $50,000 to go. Um, uh, and I can't remember uh, the, the doctor. The Well, if I don't have anything and I'm happy, how am I going to go if I can't pay the fifty grand? Well, you don't need to go because you're not smart enough. Oh, I see. Okay, good. There that are. But I'm dumb and dumb enough. Don't have to go. You. Yeah, you don't have to worry about owning stuff. You know, you're going to have your 700 square foot apartment and your job, and you know, it's, it's just going to be great. <laughs> now, what was All what right. was it they used to? You could get that. Uh, you know. You know. Years and years ago, you'd get that big catalog in the mail, and it, and it was so awesome just to have the pictures of things. Could look through this catalog, and what was that big J.C. Penny catalog? catalog? Sears and Roebuck, buddy. No, that's it. Sears and Roebuck. That's it. Sears and Roebuck catalog, and you could look through it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could put pictures on the wall and kind of wallpaper up your room and stuff with these. That was awesome. Yeah, you didn't need to buy anything. You, you just—it's kind of like what we talked about. I don't need that Mustang. I just got a picture of Let it. Let me so tell you an interesting story. My my um, uncle and aunt literally bought a home from Sears and Roebuck, and it was shipped into them <laughs> on a train. Man, is that right? That's for awesome. reals? And they still have wow. that house today. Now, they've added on to it and everything else. But I'm telling you, the core of the house is still that Sears and Roebuck home that was brought in on a train. It's not a joke. It's wow. real. It's crazy town. It's awesome. It's, uh, nowadays, you don't take possession well, of anything, though. See, yeah, you don't need you to ship it in on a train nowadays. anymore. <laughs> You'd have a picture Well, and it's actually going to be priced where you won't be able to afford a home anyway. Uh, well, I won't have anything. I'm just happy. buy a house. And then two, now we're up to about two and a half incomes to be able to afford a house. So, 
and and then people have it on 30 years like they're not even going to pay it off by the time they're retired most of them well don't right. worry if you don't have anything eventually you'll be like the drink you'll be naked yeah yeah hey that's how yeah. you came into the world kelly you don't need anything more <laughs> they're going exactly. out the same way <laughs> these guys oh, i mean they're just everything they say and do is so psychotic uh, that you can't yeah. even take these people seriously. The problem is, while we're laughing at them because they're so nonsensical and so ridiculous, uh, then they actually literally force this upon us, and pretty soon it's not a joke anymore is the problem, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and people accept this. You know, it, we call it the new normal. And it's like, how many new normals do we need before we go, this isn't right? Uh, as long as Brian, what do you think? It's, it's a new normal, buddy. You don't have any. Well, yeah, that's it. And then, and then there's some new. They attach, you know, basically going forward, the new normal continues to just recycle itself in, in, in different letters. You know, maybe it's uh, that we don't understand. So we're our minds are cluttered in the fact of okay, well, they said it was the new normal. Now it's the the new position, and then it's another, and then it's something else, and then we're just kicked down the road with all these, and, and sooner or later, what, what's the adage? Is, is it we're so twisted and, and tangled and so on that Satan just kind of leads you down to hell? Before you knew what was happening, you had, you're so cluttered with so many things that you, oh, well, hell. hell yeah, but I'm, I'm not hell. going to hell anymore, Brian. You want to know why? <clears throat> Because <laughs> if I don't have anything, there's no flax and cords to tie me down anymore, buddy. I'm free, baby. Yeah. 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 Good point. Good point. Um, let me ask you this question, ladies and gentlemen. This is a serious, serious question to a serious problem that we're facing, really. Um, you know what? Does the end of cash mean the end of privacy, Brian? Well, I would say not the end of privacy. I mean, I think isn't, I mean, part of that whole plan, basically, end of cash meaning, okay, well, what do we do? We rely on, we're on the dole, basically, they're into cash, someone's paying for us to survive, I guess. Uh, you know, as far as privacy goes, okay, maybe I have my house, but that's, they can't, they just come into my house, because I don't own the house, or I don't own the car, or I don't own anything, or I'm, I'm basically, <clears throat> I guess, in debt to them, because they're helping me survive so i would say my private i wouldn't have any privacy because they own me i guess yeah what do you think is the end of cash the end of privacy kelly yes definitely because you you have no freedom to go out and and spend without somebody knowing exactly what you did with it not that you have anything and people are their thing is well i don't have yeah anything to you just hide. have something to hide don't you kelly yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah, I don't have anything to hide. Well, it doesn't matter if you have something to hide. And and honestly, now, you don't own a house. If you have to spend $500 a month to pay the taxes at the end of the year, you don't own the house. And if you don't pay that, they just take it from you and sell it to somebody else that will pay the taxes. So you don't I really believe own if, they, if they have an end to cash, there will be an end to privacy. And the reason there will be an end to privacy is because, again, let me say this very, very clearly. It's about control. It isn't about money. Okay, when they talk about in the World Economic Forum, this is a global agenda, 2030, they say you will have nothing and you will be happy. 
But understand, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is a serious problem. Because if they literally have no cash, they literally then control everything. What won't they control if they have money to hang over your head? You don't want to get the vaccine? Well, sorry, Brian. I mean, you don't really need to eat, I don't think. Or whatever the case may be, right? What can they not hold over your head or use against you if they control all the money? Is there anything that would not be on the table for their control? No, I mean, you know, that, you know, we, you know, lifeblood of our country kind of, you know, established where we have freedoms and freedom to choose and so on. I mean, they could, they could take away freedom of religion and I, I, that would be devastating to me or, you know, freedom to, you know, make choices and, and uh, worship how I want. Also, you know, what is it rounding? Do we, your question about if we don't take the vaccine. So would they round me up like, just like they rounded up the uh, Japanese Americans and we're going to put you in a camp because we're at war with Japan and you might be a threat. You have relatives that could, uh, who knows, but I, is that, is that the plan? Right. I mean, is that, I mean, there's all these agendas that they would, you know, force, force upon us. You know, we, just, well, we think inflation well, is like, bad because of Biden. But, Kelly, you were talking about Japan. It's worse in Japan than for us even, right? Oh, yeah. And I was going to say really quick, Jefferson wrote, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. It wasn't happiness. But because the Southerners equated slaves as property, they had to change that. But, yeah, Japan, um, in the last seven months, see, they're, they're, their plan to get rid of the inflation is to print more currency. And so – their inflation is 10% higher over the last seven months than ours. So they're really getting, you know, and they're just trying to, you know, the, the, the government of Japan owns more than half of the stock. Of, of, so the government of Japan literally owns every business in Japan. And I don't mean to make this so, comment racist or, or anything else, but I'm going to be very blunt with this. You know, people are going to want to start to just trade in rice, Kelly. Yeah, I mean, at least it's a physical commodity, and and that's what people are starting to look at. But, you know, as you were saying, that they're just making everyone into slaves, because you'll 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 be completely dependent on the state to let you live somewhere, or or have you know food, and you know, do you want clean water? Um, yeah, it's 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 way worse than people realize, and it is hey. control. Clean water seems like you're a little bit too ambitious, Kelly. Well, you go anywhere else in the world, and clean water isn't something that just comes out of the tap. That's what I mean by you're too ambitious there, my friend. That's not reality yeah. for most of the world, sir. Well, and our right. standard you are some kind of an elitist. Like, yeah, but our standard care is starting to go down. You know, we used to, you know, the customer was king, and now it's like, well, we don't have this, and this is what we got, and this is what you're going to take. And you're going to wait two weeks for it. And they're like, okay, that's what it is. And half the time it's the wrong size or it was filled wrong. And you'll just take it because, well, you know, that's the new normal. That's just what we have to accept. I don't yeah. want to sound like a crazy I mean, old person, but, boy, I'm starting to understand well, that. It's kind of like, too, Sam, you talk, you know, like when we talk about ivermectin and some of these, these uh, things that should be available to bless the lives of God's children right now, right? But no, I mean, 
you can't take that. And if this doctor says you can, well, this doctor, he's not even a doctor, really. We're pulling his license, so now we can't call him a doctor because that's not right. You're just not, you're not hearing what we're trying to tell you. Well, what are you trying to tell me? That you don't care about me because I'm going to die because you won't give me this that's available and it's not, I don't know. It seems like that. They take away your freedoms, right? Shouldn't we have the opportunity to choose? If it's saving lives and I want it, I should be able to choose to take it. Not you tell me I can't take it and then just throw me in there on a ventilator and hope I'll make it. I mean, I don't take it, make it. I don't know. Sorry. I'm just, but things like that. I don't know why you think you should be able to choose by yourself. Don't you know that you might choose bad <laughs> things based on the fake news That's that you've been right. ingesting for some time, sir? Yeah, they're telling you yeah. what you can take, and you can't sue them if it's wrong. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, dead people yeah. don't sue, uh, Kelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Kelly's in there. Having what, do you, what do you think the time frame before we end? We're about out of time. What do you think the time frame? Uh, we're going to do uh, Brian, then Kelly. What do you think the time frame is going to be to where they really literally move cash out of our society? Let me tell you why I asked that. I went to the airport and I uh, got some food at the airport and I tried to pay them cash and they said, we don't take cash here. That was just yeah. yesterday. How long do you think till they literally yank cash out of our society and make this real where your privacy is absolutely 100% gone? Brian? Yeah. I, I, I've been saying this all along that they're pushing for this big time. And, it, and it's a very, it's a very uh, frightening aspect because once, once we have no control, and that's what, you know, metal, obviously that's why they don't like metal because it's still a tradable object or whatever. But, yeah, they're pushing that big time to, to let's go digital and and millennials, they're all in. Hey, it's so easy to you buy. You got stuff. about twenty seconds. Do you got a time frame for us, Kelly? How quick do you think they're going to try to pull well, the rug out Sweden from under? Sweden's already gone that way. Sweden's already said nope. You can't use cash. I, I I give it five years. Yeah. There Ladies you go. and gentlemen, you got to pray that we can make this because I'm telling you right now, they will absolutely have dictatorial control of every one of us if they control all the money. For Brian Rust, Kelly Finnegan, and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. But you got to get involved, ladies and gentlemen. you got to stand for something. RustCoinandGift.com, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.com. Spread the word, share the love, will you please? And we declare, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for April twenty-eighth in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-two. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country on your radio without further ado pete sepp president of the national taxpayers union longtime dear friend educator solution provider and a whole lot more uh, all the way from your local level 
to the general level of our government, doing their very best to help you understand and carry out the proper role of taxation. Are taxes legitimate? Well, it depends on the tax. Depends on how it's carried out. Depends on what they use it for. Uh, The classic, well, it depends, certainly applies here. But let's make no mistake. Taxes are essential, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and just act like every tax and all tax is bad. There is a legitimate, proper rule of government that does need to be carried out. And uh, sometimes people get too extreme one way or the other. Welcome to the broadcast, Pete Sepp. Great to be here. All right. The reason I kind of said that, sometimes it's all or nothing with taxes with people, and both, um, in my opinion, ends of the spectrum are a little bit too extreme, if you will. But there's um, an effort now, I don't know if you know, but in Congress, and they have landmark digital money legislation. And really, in its totality, it would wipe out cash, including your money. New cash law would be disastrous for savers. We talked about that last hour a little bit. And the reason that I bring it up to you is now the World Economic Forum is saying by 2030, you will have nothing and you will be happy. You won't need anything. They'll just take care of all your needs and you won't have to worry about anything at all. But the question is twofold, uh, Pete Sepp. Number one, does the end of cash mean the end of privacy, first of all? And then I'll get to the second question. Your thoughts? Well, it certainly does have privacy implications. And, you know, there are folks who have thought about this in the sense that, well, maybe there are substitutes for cash that allow individuals to retain privacy. That's cryptocurrency and other types of alternative currencies to what the central banks put out. But, yes, uh, that could be a byproduct of this move to eliminate cash entirely. So let's ask this question then. If uh, we eliminate cash entirely, it's a privacy problem to say the least. Mm, But if I don't own anything and I'm just happy uh, and they give me everything, how am I going to pay any taxes? (laughs) Well, yes, that's a good question too, Sam. And of course, governments and their regulators don't often think enough steps ahead when they propose policies that sound good on their face but they just have not been adequately thought through for the consequences. And you, you think about there are many uh, tax enforcers who would love to get rid of cash in the economy because they feel that's just underground money that can't be taxed. People conducting transactions that ought to be somehow reported on 1099 forms or W-2 forms or any of the other numbered forms. That's what they want, and they believe that, well, forget about the privacy consequences. If they have nothing to hide, why not make them report it all? That's the mentality. But as you say, if you're going to eliminate cash with this goal of everybody having everything they need by 2030, and not having to produce anything, what in the world are you going to tax? And even if they give me uh, a universal basic income, even if they make me work for the man, so to speak, in other words, I I produce, uh, they can collect all the production and all the output and everything else, uh, communist or socialist as it gets. But at the end of the day, I can't pay any taxes, though, right? They're going to have to fund everything 
Um, but they've already proven we've already got, what, over 60% tax and they can't make it. This would literally, in a sense, be 100% tax with nothing more than a, than a, than a stipend for slavery, right? Well, that would be the general approach, I would think. I guess the alternative approach would be using the so-called modern monetary theory philosophy, which upends millennia of economic thought and economic experience. They just borrow all the money. And then you ask questions, very inconvenient ones, like who's going to lend it? Who's going to pay it off? And if you don't care about any of that, there's no value to money anyway, and the whole economy has collapsed. So how, how in the world do we get out of that box? The answer is we don't. And uh, that's a very dangerous direction to take. One of those things that, again, sounds just wonderful, but uh, has no grounding in reality. Whoa, you said this weird word. You said something about reality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, I, I look at this thing, though, and I, I just don't understand it, though, because even if they take over everything, the production, the, and, and they give me this universal basic income, and I just have to kind of work for the man and do whatever I do, I don't understand how it'll be self-sustaining. And let me tie this to an article on your website, because I think it absolutely relates. The headline says, Markets Show the Perils of Arbitrary Antitrust Legislation. Well, wouldn't this be the ultimate in the antitrust question? Yeah, it certainly would be. And, of course, we've just heard uh, remarks from Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts saying that she doesn't understand how anyone like Elon Musk should be able to accumulate so much wealth through his business ventures to be able to buy a company like Twitter for 50-odd billion dollars. She doesn't think that that's right. And, of course, your response to that has to be, well, what is the remedy, Senator? And the remedy, unfortunately, are draconian pieces of legislation that essentially say to companies, you can't grow beyond a certain size or the government's going to take all of your income or assets. You can't have a certain amount of wealth personally until the government demands that you assess the value of everything you own, like a property tax on everything on the federal level every year, and pay money to the government even if you're not selling your property or doing anything with it. The government just wants to collect rent from you, essentially, for owning things. Uh, a very bizarre arrangement, and it does feed into all of these themes that uh, you were discussing at the opening of the show, Sam. We've got legislation like the so-called American Innovation and Choice Online Act, the Platform Competition and Opportunity Act. Well, what they do, these bills, is to target companies based on how big of a user amount they have and what their market capitalization is. So essentially, um, they would be uh, overregulated, prevented from selling like their own private labels alongside competitors if you're an online retailer. Um, and, and they set these thresholds. Well, um, if you have a market capitalization of $550 billion at the time the uh, legislation is enacted, if you have at least that, you're going to get regulated with these new restrictions on how you can conduct your marketing. If you're at 
$549.9999 billion, well, you're fine. Go ahead and do what you want. Uh, that's the kind of arbitrariness that we're seeing here. That's government power run amok. When the government can say, you over there get regulated, but you over there don't, there's hardly any difference between you two, but we don't care. We're the government. We get to define that difference. We've lost our freedom. Is the difference what connections I have? Because I look at, say, a Donald Trump, and they say he paid nothing in taxes, or I look at some of these big corporations that pay nothing, and then I look at Joe Biden, and at least on paper, he had to pay a bunch of taxes. And, uh, man, it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Isn't Joe Biden in the elite group? Uh, how does all this work, Pete? Yeah, some of it is favoritism, the fact that some large businesses may have gotten carve-outs in the tax code for themselves. In yeah, other the term cases, they use for that, just so everybody knows, is grandfathered in, right? Yes, yes, that's right. And tax laws can be written in a way where the provision that might favor a certain company does not even contain the company's name. Um, I, I just read uh, part of the details of this antitrust legislation where they established that $550 billion uh, market cap threshold. You can do that with taxes, too. You can say a tax is imposed on every com company in the widget-making industry, except those who might have a profit level of below $2 billion a year and are located in at least three states and have at least 10,000 workers. <laughs> and suddenly you've created a loophole for whatever company doesn't want to pay the tax but happens to have given money to several politicians' reelection campaigns. I just think that they need to let me patent the term cash daddy. And then they ought to basically just write cash daddy into legislation, and I'll be super grandfathered in to everything there. Pete, what do you think? <laughs> well, that's a lobbying campaign for you, and uh, it, it is feasible because other companies have done this. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm demonstrating the absurd by being absurd, but ladies and gentlemen, it's really the truth, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's how it can happen. Wow. We're going to come back and talk about the perils of antitrust legislation a little bit more. Then we're going to get into the abusive IRS discussion. We'll do it with Pete Sepp, president of National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org, in just seconds on your radio. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. 
You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Sepp, president of National Taxpayers Union on your radio, NTU.org, doing a phenomenal job. Uh, in my opinion, the premier think tank when it comes to proper taxes, limited taxes, tax accountability, tax transparency. I could go on, but the website's ntu.org, your partner uh, in responsible, appropriate, legitimate taxation, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, markets show the perils of arbitrary antitrust legislation. That's a, that's a mouthful, uh, Pete, but it really kind of highlights what we're talking about. Whenever they manipulate the free market, it seems to go south, sir. Yeah, it certainly does. And, you know, I actually have spoken with more than a few uh, interest groups in Washington, D.C., who are saying, oh, it's fantastic that uh, President Biden is going to reinvigorate the Federal Trade Commission to investigate all of these companies. Uh, we think our businesses are going to benefit as a result. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to compete more fairly with the big guys. And I just shake my head when I hear that and say to him, there is no way you are going to put this tiger back in its cage when you let it out. Any Federal Trade Commission with expanded powers, more money, and essentially encouragement from the White House to go out there and get them, but only concentrate on the big guys, is not going to do that. The little guy gets hurt, too. It has been proven in, through several periods of aggressive antitrust enforcement in the 1970s, the 1950s, the 1920s. Uh, this is what happens. Government regulators, when they're encouraged to go out there and start manipulating or enforcing laws harshly on the rest of the private economy, do not discriminate in their targets. Ladies and gentlemen, this reminds me of that famous female back in the uh, Barack Obama presidency days, and she's like, you know what? Um, Barack's going to buy me a car. <laughs> uh, and I think she's still taking public transportation today there, Pete. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, boy, the government buying you a car, that would only take about three years and uh, $300,000 once it's all over with. Other than that, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, look, we need to leave things to the free market. We need the government to create a level playing field and uh, require that contracts are honored. Other than that, really, government ought to step out of it. There is a legitimate little piece 
of appropriate, the proper rule of government taxation that I think is a reality uh, in our check and balance system. But, man, they've gone way beyond that. And our goal would be to rein that in in meaningful ways to let the market flourish. And the best way to do that is with the free enterprise system, ladies and gentlemen. It made us the envy economic engine of the world at one point, ladies and gentlemen. And all we got to do is return to the blueprint for success uh, once again. But there are agencies that are abusive and hostile. Uh, and uh, they are really um, making it even worse, Pete Sepp. An abusive IRS, we have a little bit of good news, was just handed a decisive defeat in court. Pete? Yes, indeed. This was a ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court uh, just last week, nine to nothing, by the way, against the Internal Revenue Service. The issue here was whether the so-called day-late statute that prohibits uh, the courts supposedly from granting any leeway to a taxpayer who might be just a touch late in getting in a petition to appeal a tax audit or getting in uh, a response to an IRS demand for information, um, that so-called day-late statute was used by the IRS to say, if you are too late uh, as a taxpayer in responding to our demands, even by a day, even by an hour, you have to pay a penalty. Well, the Supreme Court said, no, the courts do have latitude here to take into account the facts and circumstances of a taxpayer and determine whether the statute applies to them or not. And uh, this all involved uh, a North Dakota company that uh, said, well, we got uh, a duplicate uh, notice uh, of demand for paperwork from the IRS. We already filed it with them, so we're going to ignore their second notice. Now, I'd never advise somebody to do that. Never assume the government got something from you the first time, no matter how careful you were. But they did. Uh, but because they were a day late in deciding to follow up here um, with uh, a request for uh, documentation in their tax appeal, the IRS slapped them with a $19,000 intentional disregard penalty, and then they threatened to seize the firm's assets. Well, the Independent Office of Appeals said, we're not going to take a look at this case. Taxpayers out of luck. Uh, the taxpayer, uh, God bless them, a small company represented by um, a small accounting firm, they filed an appeal to the U.S. tax court, and they uh, unfortunately said, uh, no, there was no tax discrepancy, and their penalty was excessive. Uh, that's what the um, petitioner said, the taxpayer. Uh, the tax court said, uh, well, no, uh, we're not going to allow this challenge. The taxpayer appealed all the way up the line. We, the Taxpayer Defense Center of the National Taxpayers Union Foundation, filed a friend of the court brief in that case, citing history and the fact that the courts have always had this discretion, have exercised it, and that the IRS is arguing an unreasonable position. And uh, our argument carried the day, nine to nothing in the Supreme Court. You got to love it. And let me just tell you, this has great repercussions because really the IRS turns into judge, jury, and executioner. The courts are jealously guarding their authority here. And for once, I agree with the courts. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. And, uh, 
you know, the troubling trend here, though, is that the IRS is arguing essentially less and less defensible positions going all the way up the line to the Supreme Court. I mean, they've always thrown their weight around, but this one never should have gotten as far as the U.S. Supreme Court if the Internal Revenue Service had folks who were reasonable in the arguments they were making. They should realize you can't go up against a court and and say you have no authority whatsoever to interpret this statute in any other way than giving the government absolute power. Well, <laughs> how many courts are going to say, yeah, right, <laughs> we're, we're well, limited then, in, in anything we can do? And the next challenge we need to really push here is, you know, they've got an IRS court. They shouldn't have their own special courts that give them a greater advantage anyway. We should have just, you know, you got a regress of grievance. There should be just general courts that handle this. We need to jettison the special IRS courts as well. Yes, and, and you know, there's a lot of commentary coming out after this decision saying that this ruling in particular is going to help a lot of taxpayers of very modest means who are just trying to get a little justice and a little understanding of the facts and circumstances on why they may be a day late in responding to an IRS notice. And I point out that the IRS can take its own sweet time responding to your correspondence as a taxpayer. There's no tolling going on there. Uh, they do pay interest on uh, delayed tax refunds if uh, they, they fail to get it back to you within a certain period of time, but the interest they pay is actually lower than the, <clears throat> than the interest that they charge you on many tax cases. So uh, even yeah, there, it's a scam, I'll tell you too. what. Our yeah. prayers are that we continue to push this envelope, ladies and gentlemen, that we roll back these tyrannical judge, jury, and executioner realities, and we truly have the separation of powers, that we truly have due process of law, that we literally side um, innocent until proven guilty, that we side on the idea that, you know what, let's give people a little bit of, of a grace here, um, and, 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 and let's move forward in meaningful ways. And if they did that, they wouldn't have so much hatred, so much anger, so much angst, so much. Uh, and, and so we bring that up because, really, we can all come together for solutions here. All right, any other uh, news we ought to know about before we let you fly, Pete? We know you got to go today. Just a very important study that uh, National Taxpayers Union Foundation put out recently, our annual survey of income tax system complexity. We determined that taxpayers spent about six and a half billion hours filing their taxes, learning about the law, and this is only the federal income tax that's imposing this burden on our economy. Not all of the other taxes, the monetary value of that, plus the out-of-pocket costs, software and whatnot, adds up to $339 billion, with a B dollars. A huge cost on the economy, and we must work to simplify and lessen that burden. And the good news is, ladies and gentlemen, you got folks who research and get a handle on it and then push to make it better. That's NTU.org. Pete Sepp, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Always a pleasure. Take care. You got it, sir. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A SpaceX capsule carrying four astronauts, including the first black woman, Jessica Watkins, to join the International Space Station crew. Dragon SpaceX on the big loop, 12 good hooks, hard capture complete. A 14-year-old boy followed 10-year-old Lily Peters out of her aunt's home Sunday night in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. The complaint says he strangled and assaulted her on a walking trail. The underage boy is being held on $1 million bail. It's fire season in America. Nearly a dozen new large fires were reported since the weekend. Four in New Mexico, three in Colorado, and one each in Florida, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Texas. Another four blazes have popped up, two in Colorado and one in Oklahoma and Virginia. The fires collectively have destroyed hundreds of structures, triggered evacuations in several states, and killed at least one person in Nebraska. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I have religiously taken the balance of nature. I haven't missed one day, and I'm loving the product. I feel better. My wife has noticed that I've felt better. And I've noticed that I want to get up and go piddle in the garage and, you know, do something that doesn't matter to anybody on earth but me. But I have the energy to where I want to do that. So I really think Balance of Nature is helping me. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. The United States says it has credible information that Russian military units in Ukraine, Donetsk region, executed Ukrainians who are attempting to surrender. Beth Van Schack, the United States ambassador at large for the global criminal justice, told the United Nations Wednesday that the United States has credible reports of individuals being executed with signs of torture and horrific accounts of violence against women and girls. The Biden administration's removal of Title 42 at the border is on hold. A judge has ordered a two-week halt on phasing out pandemic-related restrictions on seeking asylum, which are set to expire May 23rd. Wednesday's decision is only a temporary setback for the Biden administration. The federal judge appeared sympathetic with Louisiana and other states that sued to keep Title 42. That restriction denies migrants a chance at asylum on grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union, always doing a phenomenal job on your radio. Fun to interview, articulate as could be, all his efforts for his whole adult life literally being put into reducing our taxes and creating tax accountability and transparency ntu.org an abusive irs was just handed a decisive defeat in court amen nine to zero the national taxpayers union literally doing a phenomenal job finding a friend of the court brief in that case really helping the um, justices see the truth and the IRS got their head handed to them. It's not enough, but it's a start. you got to keep working at it, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, and then we uh, ended the time with uh, Pete. He had to go. He's got a lot of uh, places to be and things to do. But he always makes time to be on the radio with us, and we're grateful for that. Uh, but anyway, um, the headline on uh, NTU.org is increasing complexity brings back, quote, bigger compliance burdens. Increasing complexity brings back bigger compliance burdens. Uh, amen to that. And the article talks about this filing season is even more taxing than others in recent history. As the National Taxpayers Union Foundation, NTUF, noted earlier this year, this is a disastrous tax season. Number one, the Internal Revenue Service of the IRS's major backlog has caused headaches for filers while they wait for, for, for previous year's refunds or wait on the documents needed to file this year's taxes. Worse, some letters the IRS sent to many filers with information on the amounts of payments from last year's complicated events, child tax credit, had erroneous information. And of course, the IRS and its poor performance of answering its phone lines has made it hard for taxpayers to even get in touch with the IRS for that matter. Even if they were able to get through to a live person, ladies and gentlemen, uh, then people would have questions beyond the basics. If you had a complicated question, in other words, uh, you'd probably have to pay out of pocket for a tax advice preparation professional. It can be painful to pay a professional just how to figure out how to pay your taxes, ladies and gentlemen. But beyond the untold financial cost, the time suck. The time that it takes for individuals and businesses uh, to comply because of the complexity is out of control. Filling out taxes, filling out forms, filing your taxes, gathering all the needed information under a complicated tax regime. Using official data sources, ladies and gentlemen, these burdens can be calculated to estimate the total cost of both time and dollars complying with the U.S. tax code. The NTU's annual study system finds that complexity is once again on the rise. The tax code, along with its volumes of regulations, sadly is expanding, leaving taxpayers to spend more time laboring over forms when trying to comply. This tax season alone, Taxpayers spent over $6.5 billion hours filing their taxes. That's an increase of 451 million hours over 2020. Um, I guess the overall compliance burden has fallen over the past three years, but now it's on the rise again. Based on the average private sector salaries, this represents a, quote, opportunity cost of $249 billion. Adding in the nearly $90 billion spent on out-of-pocket tax preparation, the total compliance burden of the tax code totals $339 billion dollars folks billion 
dollars. It is shocking. Compliance burden of the tax code is $339 billion. I don't even know how to really deal with that kind of money. Right? Think about that. The total compliance burden of the tax code totals $339 billion. And Congress really, ladies and gentlemen, is what? Too busy to work on this for us? When the total burdens of the compliance tax code is $39 billion, right? I don't know how to respond to that. 6.5 billion hours, $339 billion. Wow. I don't even know how to really like deal with that number or that reality. It's just so out of control. I can't even comprehend billions of hours and billions of dollars. Now, they say, well, the increase is concerning. It still should be noted that nearly three-quarters of the increase is due to the IRS revising its estimate of the compliance burden of claiming that a qualified business income, they call it a QBI, qualified business income, deduction established in the Tax Cut Jobs Act was known to be complicated when the bill was even passed. Last year, the agency grossly underestimated the compliance burden at $30,000. This year, it increased its estimate of the compliance by over a million percent to over 336. Wow. Million hours. The IRS should provide additional background information regarding changes of this magnitude. They say taxpayers can also provide information by providing feedback to the agency. They say lawmakers can take steps to simplify filing burdens. And I appreciate that. But I don't really buy it. What I mean by that is, ladies and gentlemen, we have got to get to where we just completely get rid of the IRS entirely. Right? We really, ladies and gentlemen, need to find a way to say, how do we pay taxes, but how do we not get abused in the process? Right? Time and cost burdens increased in 2021. I I think about that, and it's hard to even, I don't know what you say. It's hard to even deal with this. Because, ladies and gentlemen, who wants to, who wants to fight with the IRS? Right? Who wants to deal with this? Okay, isn't there a way they can get the money without doing this to us? Without putting us over a barrel for 6.5, or how much is it? 
6.5 billion hours and a compliance cost of $339 billion. Isn't there a better way? Now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. The cumulative time spent on taxes stretches out to over 745,000 years. Think about that for a second. Did you hear what I just said? You're talking 6.5 billion hours of compliance, $339 billion to comply, and the accumulated time spent on taxes stretches out to more than 745,000 years. I don't really know how to even deal with this kind of compliance um, complication, uh, magnitude. Uh, I don't even know what terms to use. The depth and breadth of the increasing complexity and the abuse is beyond imagination. Right? Wow. They say the average salary non-federal civilian employees spend an average of $38.07 per hour worked by their employees in December 2021. This takes all salary Wages, benefits, everything all mixed in, and it's the average hourly reality. The opportunity cost of the billions of hours is $249 billion in labor alone. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. 
At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when the tax code was started by a bill in 1913, it was 27 pages long. Now the tax code has grown to belligerent, extreme, psychotic levels. Do you have any guess? Uh, Cameron's my producer. Do you have any guess, Cameron, on how many pages the tax code is now? Oh, no, sir. He said 2,800. Not even close uh, there. Uh, and, and I know it's a random guess. I had no idea either, by the way. So, you know, most people have no idea. You're just randomly guessing, right? Uh, I was too, and I have no idea either. But here's the deal: it started out as a 2,700-page bi- or 27-page bill back in 1913. Over the last hundred plus years, it's grown into a belligerent behemoth, and they're debating how many pages it really is because it depends on, like, the page widths, the fonts, the margins used in the documents, right? Formatting of columns. It goes on and on. But if you take the PDF of this year's quote tax code this year's pdf of the internal revenue code title 26 of the u.s code of public laws published by the house of representatives it runs 6,874 pages yeah it was 6,571 last year so it increased in one year well over 300 pages Now, the archived version of the code from 2019 with a smaller font and two columns per page stands at 3,945 pages. And so they're trying to help standardize year-to-year comparisons now. Anyway, they're starting to uh, say, look, forget about the columns, forget about the formatting, forget about everything. Let's pop that dude into Microsoft Word and we'll start to compare a word count. (laughs) the results they say still may not be perfect but it's a better idea given the number of cross references to various sections of law through the code but it provides a consistent methodology at least and it's also used in in the past by the office of taxpayer advocates to find out uh, so in 2017 guess how many words the tax code had any idea cameron I know, I know you're randomly guessing because nobody has any idea. Four million. Four million words in the tax code there, buddy. And listen, after the uh, Joe, or I'm sorry, after the Donald Trump and tax cuts, they call it the TCJA, right? Um. They say the number of began to fall. It became 3.96 by 2020. It went down a little bit. But now the tax code is again on the rise, taking up to 4,085,000 plus words. That's the latest version as of April 8, 2022. Lawmakers don't, you know, also make current frequent revisions to tax laws. On the average in recent years, guess how many changes they've made to the tax code per year? Any idea, Cameron? 
No, 408. He said 3,000. Good guess, but 408, that's per year. <clears throat> While the changes in the past few years, by the way, have been lower than the average, so that kind of goes to Cameron's point. They have been significant, including the recovery rebates in 2020 and 2021 based on child tax credits in the American Rescue Plan Act, etc. Everybody's got to try to interpret this. Oh, yes, changes that passed. No, no, no. They submitted way more than that, buddy. So if you do yours, it's probably around the 3,000 mark. Now, listen to this. The Department of Treasury develops and publishes regulations across 22 volumes of the Code of Federal Regulations and most recently an available complete version of tax regulations. I guess it was published online with revisions through April 2021 comprises a record length of 17,707 pages. Yeah, because you've got introductory preferences and you've got uh, tables of contents and you've got all kind of things. It is just beyond imagination. In addition to issuing all these regulations, the IRS also releases what's called regular guidance, notices, announcements, private letter rulings, practical advice, memorandums and responses to various issues that arise. That's not included in any of this. I mean, I, I just, wow. Some of these pertain to individual cases and have limited scope, they say. But believe it or not, a lot of it relates to what's called substantive interpretations of tax laws for taxpayers with complicated finances. That's a lot of information to keep track of to ensure a proper understanding of applicable tax laws, regulations, and rulings. They say pandemic changes or changes related to the pandemic and complicated changes in laws continues to put burdens on those seeking guidance from the IRS. Getting filing information for the IRS was already difficult. And they say in previous editions of our annual tax complexity study, um, they say it's out of scope, the IRS tax preparing assistance. Wow. I just I just don't even know how to respond to this. Previous editions of the NTU annual tax complexity study have warned that the agency considers vast areas of the tax code out of scope for the IRS taxpayers assistance space. For example, programs like the volunteer income tax assistance, and then tax counseling for the elderly are out of the scope. That means that the IRS agents that are supposed to help you when you call aren't able to answer those questions because they're all out of scope. Poor grandma. They say there are also areas that are, quote, out of scope for telephone assistance. So there's an online guide for IRS account management it lists 14 tax forms that are out of scope 
and also says that that list is not even all-inclusive. The full list of out-of-scope services is out-of-scope. <laughs> Did you hear me? You can't even know it's out-of-scope because the full list of out-of-scope services is out-of-scope. The complexity burden of sections of the tax code is beyond imagination. So they talk about the overview of tax forms next in this incredible report from the National Taxpayers Union. I mean, it is riveting and shocking and scary all in one. But they break out the below tax burdens related to the 13 information collections for which the IRS has provided an out-of-pocket expense if you will. Two areas, the individual and the business tax forms are discussed below. Tax-exempt organizations are a third, and they're required to file forms with the IRS for transparency purposes regarding financial information for the purposes of IRS enforcement and regulation of certain activities. Anyway, it just goes on and on. They literally have 53 different tax forms with 100 or fewer respondents. Most people are familiar with the 1040 and schedules related to that. Wow, then you got the business income tax compliance burden. Partnerships and corporations file taxes using business income tax returns and the compliance burden ticked up because of the number of hours that it takes to fill out the forms and because the IRS revised both its time compliance and its expense estimate calculators. Conclusion, it's out of control. Right? It is, it is hard to even discuss this, folks. It is so vast. It is so mammoth. It is so... Wow, I don't even know how to re relate. Tax forms, ladies and gentlemen, dominate the government-wide paperwork burden. It's all tax forms. And the tax code is expanding again. That's the takeaway from all this. And I look at this and I just go, man, when are we going to rise up as a people and call a halt to the con game? Literally, ladies and gentlemen, when are we going to say, uh-uh? Enough is enough. We just can't take it. We're not even writing saying we won't pay taxes. We're just saying we cannot deal with this out-of-control burden that you've placed upon us. It's been a 100 years plus of abuse, right? A 100 plus years of abuse. I don't know how people can cope with it. I know that I can't. Whenever I file my taxes, it's just like absolute stress. You know, how many people are abused by all the stress that it takes to file and to comply? And with the complicated code, then you have to swear into the penalty of perjury that all is right and well and good and on the up and up. And you don't really even know that for a fact. You're just swearing on a hope and a prayer. Aren't you? Yeah, sadly, that's what we're dealing with. And I don't even know how to really respond to it. I don't think anybody does. 
the only way I know to really deal with it, that would be, I don't know what word you want to say, but the only way I know to deal with it is just to simply have us I don't know. It is just crazy. It's just beyond imagination. And I don't really even, I don't even know where to go with this discussion because it's so abusive, so hostile, so then I don't really believe people can even cope with it. Right? But ladies and gentlemen, unless we the people demand a change, it will continue to grow. I mean, folks, you have had a teeny window. When Donald Trump was in office where the complexity reduced slightly, but that's all. But that is all. Right? But that's all. You say, Sam, why do you keep repeating yourself? Because I want to drive this point home. That's why. We had better rise up and do something or this will absolutely crush all economic liberty. You tie that with no cash in society. And they will absolutely control everything. It's time to stand with the Patriots, ladies and gentlemen. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, NTU.org. God save the Republic! <laughs>